Hello and welcome to C-SPAN. I'm your host today, Edward Savio, and today we'll be talking to Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell. We caught up with Senator McConnell at his farm in Kentucky. We spoke with him inside his cavernous private distillery, where he infuses cocaine into moonshine. Senator, thank you for joining us. We've got a lot to talk about, including your prized turtle collection. So let's get to it. You've got here your favorite. I understand it's named Bill. Uh, is, after, is that after Bill Clinton, Bill Bennett, Bill Crystal? Well, you're referring to the wrong Bill. <clears throat> this is a tax reform bill. You, you named your turtle tax reform bill tax reform bill, the two bills that you referred to were different bills. I get it, I get it. That turtle is probably the Obamacare repeal bill. Uh, this turtle over here is the gut the EPA bill. And this little guy has dismantled the uh, Consumer Protection Agency bill. But let's uh, try to get back on track. There's an element in this country that believes you're not doing enough to destroy the planet, that you actually, because of these turtles, feel a connection to the environment, however small. Well, you know, this element has been out there for a while. Look, we were elected to try to do uh, the job for the American people. We have things we disagree with the president on. So I'm glad you mentioned that. What are your thoughts on President Trump? Uh, uh, I mean, he's a complete idiot, right? I mean, he's a moron, right? I mean, you agree, right? uh, Look, I do. You do? I do. Then why aren't you calling out this stupidity? What we're interested in is achieving an agenda for the American people. Even if that means dealing with an idiot? Uh, We're thrilled to have somebody in the White House who supports what this House and Senate Republican majority has been wanting to have an opportunity to do for a long time. You're talking about dismantling the fabric of America bit by bit. We're not just uh, debating it, but actually turning the country in a different direction. From generally upwards to straight into the ground. The winners of elections make policy and the losers go home. Losers go home. You mean... You mean like Paul Ryan, who's basically just given up even before, uh, you know, he had to run? I'm, I'm about to tell okay. you. We've had a, an election every two years right on schedule since 1788. And Paul's taken a pass on this one. He has made it a point to stay out of the election this year. Uh, we'd never make any progress if we took that uh, approach. So Right. You mean failing and bailing. <laughs> but let's get back to Trump. His management style, if you can call it management, is a mess. My contacts inside the White House tell me it is a toxic work environment. What can be done about it? What needs, to ha- what needs to happen is you have to have some safe zones inside the White House. Well, of course they do. It's like a Me Too lawsuit waiting to happen that place. The guy's talking about grabbing women by the pussy. He's got people beating up their wives. Trump is right. We need to build a wall just around him and his cronies in the White House. No. Yes. And foreign policy? Donald Trump treats foreign policy like a woman's brain. He's vaguely aware it exists, but he's not really all that interested in it. Uh, we, we know what the American people think of the president's foreign policy. Let, let me- yeah, they think he's dangerously unhinged. His only criteria is if Obama was for it, he's against it. That's his foreign policy. Okay. What I'm telling you is his foreign policy has been a disaster. <laughs> no kidding, Mitch. Tell us something we don't know. What needs, to ha- what needs to happen Go is ahead. the President of the United States needs to step up, but nobody's a dictator here. We, we can't... Well, Trump is surely trying to act like one. Well, I think he's getting a lot more done than he's giving uh, everybody credit for. I think 
He doesn't give anybody any credit. He takes all the credit himself. Look, I, I, I'm not particularly concerned about all of this. <laughs> you're, you're not? I'm terrified, Senator, and I think most of the country is. He believes he's above the law, and you guys aren't doing anything. You're going to make him king. So obviously, we're not going to do that. Really? Because you guys have stood up to him so much in the past. And what I've tried to do is just try to tune out the president. No offense, Senator, but if it's anyone getting tuned out, it's you. I'm going to concentrate on things that are relevant to moving the ball toward the, the goal line. You're right. I apologize. Let's, let's get back on track. The Supreme Court. There are a lot of people in this country who are angry at you for blocking Merrick Garland's nomination to the Supreme Court. I did. You did. I mean, he was a moderate, he was 63 years old, with decades of experience. You're choosing youth over experience to stack the courts with much, much younger justices. That's, that's the goal in terms of having a long-term impact on the future of the country. Uh, young, conservative, principled judges who will be on these courts for a lifetime. Honestly, I think if you, if you really want to go for it and solve two problems at once, you should just nominate an embryo. It's way too early to predict the various uh, details, but we'll take a look at it. I mean, it's clever, but, you know, you never know how someone's going to vote once they get on the court. So it would be kind of ironic if the embryo, you know, sided with the liberals. No, I think no. It's a possibility. Okay, Senator, quick top five. Five states you would not live in. Uh, uh, Montana, North Dakota, Missouri, Indiana, uh, and West Virginia. I would agree with four out of five of those. I like Montana. I made it a point to stay out of the states. Really? So if I forced you to choose one of those five, where would you live? Uh, someplace else. <laughs> That's, fun. That's funny, Senator. I definitely wouldn't go to any of them now. Okay, two last quick questions. Would you sleep with the president for $130,000? No. That's another thing we agree on. Okay, last one. Don't you just want to give him a noogie on the top of his head and see what that hair does? No, I don't. Yeah, probably not. Don't take this the wrong way, but you don't look like the kind of guy who's going to prank the president. Well, I looked for things uh, to put on his desk. Uh, we've already put on his desk Jimmy Carter early this summer. That is an interesting use of our 39th president. <laughs> well, look, what I, what I want to do is concentrate on what we've done this summer. Jimmy Carter. Jimmy is, Carter. That, that, that sounds like a good prank. I, I'm, I bet the president was surprised. Both of them. <laughs> Well, that is all the time we have, Senator. Thank you for being such a gracious host and inviting us down to your cocaine moonshine distillery. Merry Christmas. Uh, well, uh, Merry Christmas to you too, Senator. Uh, but it is the middle of summer. And join us next time on C-SPAN when we'll talk to Paul Ryan, otherwise known around the Capitol as Little Eddie Munster. I'd like to thank my engineer, Drunk Jimmy, and Sandy Sims, our makeup artist. She makes us look as great as we sound. This is Edward Savio. Don't forget to follow me for more C-SPAM. <laughs>